Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Colin II, and with me, as always, is... Destiny, Joe, and Carta. Joe. Yep. Are you like a cup of Joe? Like Morning Joe. Oh, okay. With um, Jeff Scarborough, whatever his name Joe, is. Joe Scarborough. Sorry, Joe Scarborough. Yeah, duh. That's why it's called the Morning Show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, double entendre there. Yeah, no, my 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 Joe is short for I'm assuming Josephine. Is that is that what it is? I think so. Um, I don't know if I they mean, ever. I don't know if they ever say. They didn't really say no, though. So yeah. I'm assuming Josephine. Anyways, I um I watched a movie, and so did you. Mm-hmm. That I guess qualifies as a sequel. Uh, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is it even related at all to the original, like character-wise, or like a? There's one returning character. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we we're covering in our direct from hell series, <laughs> Mean Girls Two, which was a made-for-TV and home video movie that premiered on January twenty-third, two thousand eleven, on ABC Family. Hmm. And it was made by Paramount Famous Productions, a made-for-home entertainment division of Paramount Pictures, which produced six movies before it folded. <laughs> and this is the movie that killed it. Famous, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Paramount Famous Productions. It was named after... See, there used to be a... Prior to Paramount Pictures, there was Famous mm-hmm. Pictures, and then they mm-hmm. merged and... Be, they, they, some companies merged and they became Paramount Pictures. Okay. Famous, Famous was one of them, so they named it after that. But the but Paramount Famous Productions lasted from 2009 to 2011. Mm. Made six movies, and we have mm. covered three other ones besides this one. So, oh, really? Which one? So, we have four so far. Okay. Yeah, we covered Without a, Without a Paddle, Nature's Calling. Okay. Van Wilder, yeah. Freshman Year... And Road Trip Beer Pong. Oh, my God. All those movies were terrible. Um, I loved particularly how Jerry Rice was in Without a Paddle, too, was it? Mm -hmm. Um, And who was he claiming to be uh, in the movie? Like Al Gore's brother or something? Yeah, or something to do with Al. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep, that was a good one. Um, Check that one out. Honestly, though, those three movies I would rather watch again before watching Mean Girls 2 again. Yeah, because they did have a little bit more excitement to them. Initial thoughts here. Um, so I actually kind of really liked the first half of the movie, even though it was corny. Yeah. Not corny, not corny as in Capricorn the Alien movies or whatever. But then the second half, it just kind of fell apart for me. It was it was way too much. Um, it will move too fast. It was uh, you know, every every story has to has to at some point have some kind of conflict or or whatever, and it just um, it went by way way too fast. There, part of the story. there were things thrown in there that should have been just like left on the cutting room floor. No, but I, I was actually kind of, you know, liking it. You know, I wouldn't say, you know, I was loving it, like, you know, for the McDonald's tagline, but yeah. I, w- I was, I was, I was liking it to a degree. Yeah, it really wasn't fetch for me. No, not fetch. Is that coming back now? Is that is that a new fetch is not <laughs> fetch is never going to be a thing. That's a quote from the first. I, movie. I, I've heard people saying that look recently yeah. though. Well, I don't it's know. because. Uh-huh. because 
The reason we are covering this, that I decided to cover, to choose this <laughs> film, is because currently um, the Mean Girls musical movie is out in theaters. It's the number one film in the country right now as we record this. Yeah, so I figured this would be a good tie-in. I have yet to see that one, but um, I've heard both good and bad about it, So, but it's doing pretty well at the box office, so that can't be a you know horrible thing. Yeah, so that might be why Fetch is kind of coming back, I guess. Oh, I see. But yeah, but in the movie, you know, uh, the one um, in the first movie, the one girl was trying to make fetch a thing, but it never happened. I could have swear that was in the eighties, though. Wasn't that a, a slang in the eighties, or am I thinking of a different word? Probably a different word because I think fetch was just something for this for Mean Girls. I don't know, and it, I mean it's okay. short for like fetching or something. I think, but uh, oh, okay. I really mm. did not like this movie. <laughs> There were a lot of uh, a lot of glaring issues with the movie in the writing um, direction, and from what I heard, this movie was shot like really fast too. Like I think it was shot in less than twenty days, and um, which oh, yeah, which for a movie like a movie produced in Hollywood that's short. What happens here in this film, if you want to call it that? I want to call it a film? So Joe is our main, is our leading, our leading girl. She. Oh yeah, Joe. By the way, I forgot to mention what before we get into it here. Um, okay, so this was written by Cliff Ruby, Elena Lesser, and Allison Schroeder. Directed by Melanie Mayron. We we've got our our main character Joe Mitchell played by Megan Martin. She was on uh she was on the TV show Ten Things I Hate About You based on the movie Ten Things I Hate About You. Hmm. Then there's uh Maria Walsh as Mandy Weatherly, the uh, leader of uh the Plastics. Hmm. There's uh Jennifer Stone as Abby Hanover, who's like a kind but unpopular rich kid. Those are our main three characters. Okay, now now back to what happened. Okay, so what happens is uh, it begins with like one of those like, I bet you're gonna ask how I got to this point, you know, type of things or whatever where um, this rich dude is offering to pay her to be his uh, daughter's friend, but I don't know if they... They don't say that. They don't... They don't stipulate why he's paying or anything at the beginning. So when I first saw this, I'm like, is he going to try to have sex with her? What's going on here? Yeah, it was just like, I had no idea what was, you know, what it was about. And um, that, that's kind of like our, you know, our beginning thing. And then, you know, they kind of go to her backstory a little bit. Her mom died when she was young, like when she was like a year old. And her dad, he, um, he makes like car engines for race cars as like his job. And, uh, you know, he taught her everything he knows. So she's kind of like a tomboy or whatever type of character yeah and um she's had to go to 16 different schools throughout her life because apparently his job requires him to like move around or something i don't understand why you would need the yeah you can't just our parts to different parts of the country apparently in 2011 i don't know whatever and then, so that and was part back of in 2011. They didn't have cars, so it's kind of weird that no, they didn't, they didn't have mail and stuff like that and shipping. That's like a new thing. Apparently, it just <laughs> came out in 2020 during the pandemic. But yeah, you, you couldn't you couldn't anyway. ship car parts because there was no thing, no such thing as transportation. No, this didn't exist. So. <laughs> So anyway, so they had to move 16 times throughout her her childhood. And so, you know, consequently, you know, she's never really made any, you know, lasting friends. And she's never really been in like a, you know, relationship with like, you know, boyfriend or whatever. So she's kind of a kind of a loner character. And, you know, she just kind of wants to put her head down and just finish school because she's you know about to graduate and uh and that's one of the big sticking points is um her her dad couldn't find uh any work this year or something so he couldn't pay for her uh tuition and because she wants to go to a specific college that her mom went to to honor her memory yeah, so she doesn't want to carnegie mellon 
Yeah, so she doesn't want to go to like a cheaper school because um, she wants to make sure that she can have that sort of share that legacy with her, you know, departed mother, <clears throat> which you know makes sense. And um, so that's when we get into the the the, the payment thing. Is uh, Abby is um, she's being picked on by Mandy relentlessly, who's the yeah, leader I, of plastics. So, so I, I want to point out something here like at the beginning of the movie where you're told that she's moving to Ohio to uh, go to uh, North Shore um, um, High School. The first movie takes place in Evanston, Illinois. Okay. And this is supposedly the same high school from the first movie. Oh, it is? Okay, yes. Because we have the same, we have the same, it's the same name, <laughs> name of the high school and the same high school principal, played by Tim <laughs> Meadows. Yeah, the great Tim Meadows. I love that guy. Um, So basically, it's like a big side situation with the Saved by the Bell, where the whole school just moves yeah. to... I don't get why they, I mean, because the thing is, the movie was filmed in Georgia, but they decided to place it in Ohio, even though the first movie was in Illinois. It's almost like somebody got cliff notes of the first movie and then wrote this movie. Like, they didn't even know what the details of the first movie were. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, I don't know, man. Like, um, yeah, it just, it did look kind of... I don't know, just the, the environment stuff was very, you know, there wasn't a lot of nature in the in the movie, like showing like the actual town that they live in or whatever. It just felt kind of, you know, enclosed or whatever. And um, and so so Mandy has this grudge against Abby because they're both they're both rich. You know, they both come from very, very wealthy families. Abby was always just a little bit richer than Mandy. You know, like her birthday parties were always just a little bit better. Yeah. Whatever. So Mandy has been holding this grudge against Abby, always, always like showing her up and home. So I guess that's what kind of led her to sort of like be popular at school as like a way to sort of counteract, you know, her home life or whatever. Really stupid. Yeah, whatever. I have a dumb plot, but okay. Because, um, you know, Mandy pretty much torments her at school as leader of the Plastics, which is a great name, apparently. Why would you call yourself the Plastics? It's just weird. I don't know. Like, it, that's the, it's the name that they call themselves in the first movie, too. So I know, but it just yeah. sounds like that's something like your enemies would call you, not that you would call yourself. You know what or, I mean? Or, or like, it could be something that maybe because. It's obviously something that's been going on for a long time in that school because this is years later and there's still plastics. Maybe it started out as a insult, but the plastics like embraced it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so they're the new plastics or whatever is what they call themselves again. And uh, yeah. you know, they, they've taken on the torch. That's the other thing too. So how how is it, excuse me, I'm like coughing here, but... Um, how how does this um work? Is there like a does some like does the the leader of the former plastics like pass the torch so they can continue the organization or do people just claim it on their own? Like is there, this like a it's 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 like a union. There's dues and uh, okay, no, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if there's like a succession. Yeah, I mean, here because like in most because like in television and movies, there's always this like fabricated idea of cliques that don't even really exist in the real world. I mean, you do have certain cliques, and you have like I kind of floated between a few cliques when I was in high school. Um, you know where I could get along, I could get along with most people, but I hmm. still was kind of a nerd. But um, there was this, and I was mainly in the theater. You know, I was a, I was mainly a theater geek because those were my best friends and stuff were all in theater. But I did have friends that were in you know other 
organizations and stuff that I belong to and like the art club and um, more of the nerdy stuff. But also I was somehow friends with like people on the football team and cheerleaders and stuff. And I don't know how that happened. But, um, you know, but there was never like a thing where I mean, you sat with your friends in 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 uh, in the uh, lunchroom. But I never felt like there was this thing where there was like a table. Everybody did kind of gravitate towards the same table every day, but it was never like a, there was a demarcation where it was like, okay, these are these people. And there was never like a name for the groups of people. There was the pop- right. there was the popular kids, but there were people that were popular for different reasons. You know, people were popular because they were on the football team or they were a cheerleader or there were people that were in, you know, student government that were popular, you know, different things like that. There was never a specific demarcation, in my opinion. And I think that's kind of how it is in most schools, but I could be wrong. Maybe maybe there is like a union where you join when you go to a school where, okay, now you're all of a sudden, you're the art club. You know, (laughs) I mean, there's the club, but it's like, you're the art geeks or whatever, you know, I don't know what, how it works, you know? Yeah. The same thing when, when I was going to school, it was like, there wasn't like only the football players sat together at a table or only the people in theater, only the people in choir, you know, it just, that's like a Hogwarts type of mentality of like, you're in this house, you know, so you sit in this table with your own, you know, people or whatever. Yeah. But I was going, that's how schools were actually in, um, in Great Britain for years. And I think they might still be some private schools. Oh, really? That's, that's where, uh, JK Rowling got the idea for these, uh, houses is because there was actually schools like that with in, in Great Britain that have houses. Like, you know, you would wow. you would get put into a, you know, they didn't have a sorting hat, of course, but they would you know, get put into like, you know, probably randomly put into different houses. And that's kind of who you spent your time with the four years you were in high school. So, wow. Yeah. Well, I guess that's another bad idea and she inherited. Anyway, okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Mandy performance abby at one point abby um because mandy's got like this little chihuahua dog which is weird i know you're allowed to take dogs in school but okay i'm sure you're not there's a lot of things that people do in this school that i'm pretty sure you can't do but anyways there's yeah multiple multiple felonies have been committed and all kinds of stuff and um so she's got this little dog in her bag and uh dog gets loose and starts begging Abby for some food. So <clears throat> Abby gives her a little something. And I guess the dog throws up in, in Mandy's bag or something. Yeah. And then um, this random person just rats on Abby, which I don't know how this person even saw what happened. She like, she did it or whatever. So then yeah, it's, I don't know. The camera angles and a lot of things in this movie were badly done. But <laughs> Yeah, you just see someone pointing their arm and finger at someone, but you don't even see the person. You just see their arm. And it's like okay. Also, so also earlier on too, though, with 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 uh, with Mandy, she um, I don't know if it was the same. No, it, yeah, it was the same day. She had already like fallen, you know, gotten stuff on her on her, and then like fell into a trash can or done other things, you know. But she ended yeah, up, she, she ended up having the stuff trip on her because this guy ran into her who looked like he had to be a, be a teacher because he looked like he was at least in his 30s. But, pri- yeah. but prior to him doing that, he's literally, like, checking out one of the students. Oh, is he? Yeah, like, I watched it. I had to rewind it. Like, he's looking at this, like, girl that walks by, like, checking her out. And I'm like, dude. Supposed to be a teacher or a student. He had to have been, a, like, a teacher because he was, like, balding. Yeah. So, there you go. I mean, you know. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was our first felony. So, yeah. 
Yeah, with first felony from the the the, the creepy teacher checking out high school student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah, you know, and um, and so you get you're introduced to our clique, the plastics. You got Mandy, obviously, is the leader. You've got Chastity, even though her you know her name does not match her. Yeah, her name. First down. It, it, was, it was it was supposed to be funny and ironic. Chastity. Yeah, is a get it's, it. it's a girl who has a raging libido. You know, it's like... and she's also blonde and she's also stupid. You get it, blonde. Yeah, and dumb. You get it. Mm-hmm. It's funny, right? Because the the dumb blonde jokes that have been going around since like 1960s. You, you get it. You yeah. understand? Yeah. Um, anyway, no, I'm lost. Can you explain that to me? Yeah. Maybe. maybe like, yeah. Well, it means it draw, means draw me a picture or something. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, they they decided that blonde haired women were stupid. I don't even know who, who decided on that. Like, what color mm-hmm. of hair made you stupid? Somehow, I don't know what like how that came to be. Well, well, when I when I was born, I had blonde hair. Yeah, I did too. I I had um practically white um blonde hair like um it was very shiny um yeah, and, and now as, as i got older as i got older it got it got you know i became a brunette yeah i mean when when i was like born i wasn't that smart but i think that might have had something to do with the fact that well, i yeah. was still a baby but <laughs> yeah you're a baby obviously yeah. and at one point you know uh mandy tells her i need you to play dumb you know there's susan and she goes i don't need to play dumb yeah and it's like ha ha you get it and it's like okay Error number one, because if someone was dumb, why would they even have the knowledge to know that they were dumb? That's not something that happens. Um, So they were trying to make her like in the first movie, there was this character, Karen, played by Amanda Seyfried or Seyfried, however you pronounce it, um, who was dumb and she was blonde as well. But um, so it was like just kind of like a rehash of that character added with the extra like libido type thing, you know, so. Right. So. You know, we got that stereotype going on, um, and so yeah, so Joe and oh well, yeah, she and the the other the other plastic is Hope, who is yes, I forgot uh, her name, hy- hypochondriac. Yeah, I found it funny that the 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 two sidekicks are Hope and Char- and Chastity. Right, you get it. Like, yeah, it's like, funny, right? I don't know. Like and then names or something. Yeah. It's just so stupid. This movie is kind of, now that I think about it, the movie is kind of dumb. I think I liked the first half because I was tired when I was watching it. <laughs> well, maybe being tired <laughs> just kind of made it entertaining to me, I guess, to some degree. But uh, so we get Joe. Joe's showing up the first day of school already. You know, there's like some intrigue to her because she's wearing a leather jacket. You know, she doesn't care what people think about her. She's like, oh, who's this new chick, you know, type of thing or whatever. Like, this one guy is, like, eyeballing her who's, like, by his new car and trying to show off his new car. Because, like, there's this whole thing about, like, people's cars being attached to their identities, which that's another thing that doesn't really happen, like, really. I mean, like, maybe to some degree you got the guy who's, like, into, like, hot rodding, but it's not like, oh, the geeks drive this type of car and the cheerleaders drive this type of car. I'm like, no, doesn't happen at all. And no, you're like, it's like in the first movie, they had the little clicks that they went through and talked about, but it was done in a more reasonable like way that made sense. Well, yeah, but but, but one thing too, back, back, I mean, I think this kind of skipping around here, the dog thing. Okay. So after, after the dog pukes in the bag and then she gets it on her hand and stuff and then gets all, and the, the other girl puts her bag down so Abby can trip and fall again. But anyways, Mandy is so disgusted by the thing, she throws away her whole bag, including oh, yeah. the fucking dog. Right, so we could tag animal neglect now to yes. multiple crimes being committed in this movie. It's like, we never see the dog again after there's this other girl, um, uh, what was her name, um, Quinn, who's like a new- school newspaper reporter chick. 
she takes the bag and the dog out of the trash and you know basically because you so know she saves the dog yeah yeah but nice. I, I don't know I, you know luckily she saved the dog but i mean i'm still like but i'm but also like that bag on top of the dog which is is cruel to animals but you also she also had her phone in there and all this other shit here. <laughs> well she could just buy another phone i guess you know because she's rich or whatever and another dog i guess too yeah but but still you know your your personal information's on that phones you know it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of very, you know, neglectful, but hey, you know, that's 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 Mandy for you. Yeah. And um yeah, so backtracking a little bit, Joe shows up at school. Um, she she takes shop class, you know, because she's like, you know, tomboy, right? She takes shop, you know. And, and of course the teacher's like, What? A girl in our shop class? Oh, you must be there for a uh, home ec, you know, or whatever type of thing. You know, it's just like so ugh, like just tired tropes, you know, that you see in like all these TV shows and movies. And then she's like, uh, as much as I appreciate that sexism, I'm actually here for shop or whatever, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, she sits next to this this guy who's like, you know, apparently really handsome. And she's like, it's you know, lost in his eyes or whatever. And then but then, you know, he opens his mouth and says something sexist. So then he kind of ruins the moment for her where. He's like, oh, you could decorate the treehouse that we're making or whatever. And she's like, the, the acting's so terrible. No, no offense to her. Like, again, this was filmed in 20 days, right? So, yeah. But she's like, thanks. But actually, I'll work. It's just the way she said it. I was like, like I'll work know. the dove joints or something, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was just so cringy. But again, 20 days, it's not her fault. You know, it's very limited time to, you know, to get every line right, you know. I'm actually kind of actually even more impressed now that I know it only took 20 days to film this. So I'm actually kind of impressed that it actually turned out, you know, the way it even did, you know, because yeah. that's really enough to, to make an hour and a half film, you know, well, what approximates as a film. But so Joe, without even trying, <clears throat> starts kind of becoming popular just by like being aloof and stuff like that. And that really pisses off Mandy. So Mandy at first wants to kind of recruit her, you know, to be in the plastics, you know, because she wants to like have full control or whatever of her click. And Joe kind of snubs her a little bit. And then Mandy's like, oh, um, actually that wasn't a question. Like I'm telling you. And it's like, mm, no, you're not like no. authority. Figure. Like you can't just decide. <laughs> it's so funny how in a lot of the movies we watch the kids seem to rule the world yeah that's the other weird thing too like tim meadows always seems like he's powerless and he's the freaking principal of the school mm-hmm. that's the other thing too so atop of the misdemeanors and felonies um <clears throat> tim meadows also commits several felonies as he's taking pictures of people making out and committing crimes in the school in order to like prove that they yeah. committed some infection i'm pretty sure you're not allowed to take photographs of your students kissing each other, even think, if you're. I don't think yeah. you're allowed to take photos of your students. Period. Without period. Their, without I, their permission, because like, I I know especially now in the in the age of uh, cell phones and stuff, because I I remember that there was a uh, and and it goes both ways too, even which is which is horrible because there's been times where schools have uh, not allowed something to be filmed even when a teacher is like harassing a student. Oh, I see. But but it's but it's also goes the other way too, where like a student is harassing the teacher and the teacher is not allowed to film it. Right. So either way, I mean, it's bad. I mean, harassment's bad either way. So it's just like yeah. Because at one point, um, you know, Mandy has um chastity make out with some guy for some reason I don't remember why. And then um, I mean, she has her do this several times throughout the movie. She basically just pimps out her friend or acolyte, you know, to just like you know seduce random 
students throughout the entire movie, which is kind of you know cruel in, in a lot of ways. But then Tim Meadows is sitting there even creepier because they're they're below and he's like on top of the stair and he's taking pictures from on top of, of the and uh, yeah. I don't know. It just came off really creepy. I mean, I know the reason why he was doing it is because he wanted to like catch them in the act in order to suspend or not suspend them, but like give them detention or whatever. But it's like, dude, I don't think that's the way uh, you go about it. <laughs> Even in 2011. You know, I mean, I know a lot's have changed in the past 13 years, but I think even even in 2011, that was kind of like, mm, maybe not do that, you know, and um, so lots of weird stuff like that. I mean, like, you know, destruction of property is featured here. I mean, like a, a multiple multiple thousand dollar car is completely destroyed. Do you have dreams that you want to achieve but are scared to do so? Due to self-doubt, fear, and other people's criticism, I have just what you need. You need a dose of the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, where I interview guests that will motivate and inspire you to stop at nothing to achieve your dreams. And always remember, if you believe, you can achieve. Dream the Curveball Podcast is available on your favorite podcast app. Hey, everybody. Why don't you give the old Black Lincoln Collective Podcast a listen? We're funny, we're fat, and we're here 24-7 at blcpodcast.com. Anytime you want to listen, anywhere, all your favorite podcast apps. Of course, we have a YouTube channel where you can stream live with the show. Check out our shorts. We're funnier the less you hear of us. That's been a Black Lincoln Collective Podcast at blcpodcast.com. Um, it's like okay so so her car gets you know like plummeted by uh by paintballs yeah no one notices this no teachers don't and they just let them keep doing it it's like wait you got paintball guns on school which i'm pretty sure that's already forbidden to even have yeah on school because it resembles guns and the school mm-hmm. shootings i'm for like just like oh really so so uh, guns things remind me completely it's it's kind of off topic but so there's okay this, there's this new older guy at my work okay um i sat down to him at our meeting that we were having I sat down next to him and um because you know that's the only seat that was there so and yeah. um he uh there, there was something about gun violence on the tv that was in the room that we were in and he says he says i don't understand why there's all this sh- school shooting these days um back when i was a kid we could bring our rifles to school mm. and i tried to explain it to him and of course he was just like well, you know, I, I think that, you know, if more people had guns, things would be better and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, why did I get in this conversation? Well, it kind of reminds me of your old neighbor who was like the prepper dude. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes talk to you about like all these right wing conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the dude that, like, what was it? What do you, he looked like the dude from Crosby Steals and that. Um, oh, yeah. He, um, he looked like David Crosby. Yeah. He did. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was like a dead ringer for David. He could have actually probably worked as like a David Crosby uh, lookalike. <laughs> Yeah, totally. He probably makes some money doing that. Like, show up the parties, and he could bring yeah, he, guns. He just disappeared. He just disappeared one day too. Oh, really? He like, I never saw him again. I didn't know if he was moving or if he got kicked. I mean, out he or... probably went and finally left and lived like in a trailer or something. Yeah. Or you know, he was kind of cool though. He's pretty interesting dude. He was nice um, to talk to. But um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. And anyway, so 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 uh, but the thing is, is like her car's got paint on it, mm. and she's like all freaking yeah. out, freak, yeah. freaking out and angry and everything, of course. But Joe then offers to 
you know, it's like, okay, I'll give you a ride home, you know, thing. Is the car undrivable because it has paint? That's the thing. I never, I didn't understand that. Why? Maybe she was just embarrassed to drive the car home or something. And her parents would see that she's being picked on again, you know, by Mandy and her plastics or something. I don't know. And yeah, it's right. So Joe. And and Joe, Joe, Joe drives, you know, uh, drives a Vespa, which. Oh, totally. Yeah. Which makes her cool. Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) That's the other thing too. She parked. So there was, when she went to school the first day. There was another Vespa parked, and she decided to park right next to that one. I guess that was, like, the Vespa-only parking space or something. Yeah, but, but like, everybody acts all like she's the only person who's ever, like, driven a Vespa. But there's already one there in the school parking lot. Well, we don't know. Maybe that—yeah, I don't know. It was just (laughs) stupid. It's not— So, yeah, Joe takes her home. She's like, whoa, this is a nice house. You know, it's like a mansion, basically. And then that's when our dad, you know, finds out that, you know, people have been picking on Abby. So then, you know, he's like, oh, well, you, you know, it's nice to have a friend or whatever type of thing. And that what gives him the idea to. So we circle back now to the beginning of the movie, um, which they reshot, which they reshot. Oh, they reshot it. Okay, Yeah, because I, I. I uh, I saw a video online where somebody compared the two the the two uh, scenes the same dialogue but it, they're delivered differently it's weird hmm. <laughs> yeah they do that sometimes with shows and stuff I don't know why but uh yeah. <laughs> so yeah he offers to pay her um, first semester at least as like a down payment basically <clears throat> to be her friend what's well, the other thing too what I don't really understand is that. <clears throat> So normally when you have this kind of story where it's like, hey, you know, I'll pay you to be my child's friend or whatever. It's usually because like the person is really awkward or like the other person doesn't really even want to be their friends, not really interested in them. In this case, it already seems like they were already kind of getting along with each other to begin with. So it kind of steals away a little bit from the whole, I'm going to pay you to be my daughter's friend type of thing. It's kind of like a BFF, she's all that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of felt like it was cheapening the whole plot because they were already kind of, I mean, I mean obviously you're not going to become someone's best friend the first day you meet them, but like, but they seem to, they seem to become best friends in like a day. Yeah. So it just seemed like that was a kind of stupid plot. Where, where, or they where, Whereas like, out. you know, back, back to the, like, she's all that comparison, like in that movie, uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character and, and, uh, Rachel Lee Cook's character, you know, they didn't hit it off right away after he made the bet with, uh, with, um, what's his face from Fast and the Furious that passed away. Um, <laughs> So, that yeah yeah oh paul, <laughs> paul walker yeah so by uh, paul walker yeah but he, he make, makes the bet with him and then you know it's like it's almost like a, a like like a it takes weeks for them to become friends and for him to fall for her. right this, but you know that kind of makes sense because that's kind of you know takes some time you know yeah to, but th- this this is like boom joe is like now abby's best friend yeah and for real, not just because of the money. Yeah. And then, uh, because at one point she tries to give the money back to her dad and he like, refused. like, I'm just going to give it back to you anyway, or yeah. whatever, you know, that's later on in the story. But, uh, and so I know we're kind of skipping around here a little bit, but, um, some kind of, kind of blanket a little bit about a lot of stuff that happened. Yeah. So, so basically in, in this scene where, where they're at the, at the house though, too, we also established the fact that Abby's really into art. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, uh, she drops her, uh, sketch book um and that's what brings joe to go back to the door to give it back to the parents or whatever and anyways and, and then we have the whole situation and yeah um abby's dad is like uh like a ron popeel sort of guy like a you know or, or a billy mays or something like where he sells stuff on tv and um he 
you know, like, like a cat, you know, like an automatic cat toilet or something and, you know, some kind mm-hmm. of, some kind of weird Roomba looking mop or something, you know? So we've got that. But, um, anyway, so, so she, she takes the money because she really needs the money for college basically. So, um, cause she really wants to go to Carnegie Mellon because earlier, I, I don't think we, did we mention that, uh, she can't afford to go to Car- Carnegie Mellon because of how bad things were with her dad. Yeah. We, yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah. What the, which, which I thought was funny back then earlier too, because, uh, the, um, cause she wants to be like an architect and, uh, he says something like, you know, you could transform Toledo into the architectural wonderland. So I, I'm under the impression that this takes place near Toledo. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. When he mentioned, yeah, Toledo. Yeah. So, <laughs> So I'm, I I'm, like, I'm thinking it takes place, you know, somewhere near where we live, um, in Northwest Ohio. That's yeah, that's our our head canyon. <laughs> that takes place in like let's say Akron or something. Or no, 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 Ak- Akron would be too far away from Toledo. Oh, okay. that's like four hours. Um, I would. Oh, say, okay. Or th- three or four hours. I would say you know yeah. maybe even where I am in Finley, which is like forty five minutes away. So yeah, <laughs> or or where you are in you know your undisclosed location. Yeah, my undisclosed. Yeah, exactly. Un- undisclosed location yeah. in the bunker underground. That um, yeah. I live. I live in the bunker now. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So boy. <laughs> so this movie. Um, How <laughs> this movie? So she gives her, you know, gives her the ride home. Gets offered to, you know, offered by the dad to help and for for him to help pay, you know, for school and blah blah blah. And her excuse for accepting things and being a complete, you know, I don't know, idiot or or you know, selfish person. Um, is because her because uh, Abby's dad is such a good salesman, right? Yeah, yeah. He blames it on him and his sales techniques. That... You know who else had really good sales techniques? Who's that? Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah, or Hitler. <laughs> he was a good salesman. Um, Keith Raniere. You know, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just um, yeah. I'm I'm blinking on on what goes on because so, I know so, that eventually so, Mandy so I... starts. I've got yeah. I've got like an outline here. Oh, good. Um, good so good. basically, what happens next is uh, um, they 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 start to become friends, and uh, and she starts to become friends with uh, Tyler, her uh, her her shop partner, the guy who was kind of like misogynistic at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but she 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 saw him with his shirt off, so she likes him now. Well, yeah, they, it's like they, then they they go on a date, and he's borrowing a car from his best friend, who is Mandy's boyfriend, and. Uh, Mandy's boyfriend had put a tape recorder in the car and recorded their conversation. And during the conversation, she admits that she's a virgin. And the next day, Mandy um, puts the audio on the closed circuit television in the school, which I'm like, how does she have the ability to do this? Yeah, exactly. How is nobody in the school stopping her from doing this? Because it's done several times in this movie. Um, they just have audio. So then there's like these random photos on there and I'm just sitting here thinking like, who's taking these pictures? Yeah. How does this even happen? Yeah. Is, is it because, because earlier we met, um, we did meet a, uh, a guy who wore a shirt that literally said geek. Ooh. Yeah. So nice. So we were informed that he was, he was a geek. Also earlier on, on the um, Abby wears a shirt that says "Long Live Art." Oh wow, that's that's very. Uh, There's no nuance or subtext in this film yeah. whatsoever. You know, so it's just it's very yeah, uh, it's very um, unique stuff there. Because uh, everybody I well, know, you know, always 
all the time wears a shirt that says exactly what they love or what yeah. they are. You know, mm. um, yeah. My uh, my dad always wears a shirt that says sports because he likes sports. Yeah, sports. Exactly. Yeah. This one kid though had a, a shirt that was supposed to have like a pun or a joke on it. He has a crush on Abby. I forgot what his shirt. Yeah. Well, that, that's the guy. That's the same guy with the geek shirt. And then later, oh, okay. la- later on, he has a he has like a Schrodinger's cat Schrodinger's cat shirt. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which Abby gets the joke of. So, um, right. and that is. Elliot or something is his name. Yeah, I think yeah, he's like a smart dude or whatever. You yeah. Know. <laughs> um, so, anyways, we we've we've got the you know the 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 whole thing where that that is blown up and um yeah all the whole school finds out that uh, Joe is a virgin, which I guess is a bad thing. Yeah, it was like this like like there's like a, the hugest like the biggest insult ever. Like <laughs> it's like okay, she's 18 years old and she's a virgin. Like okay, like and and even. <laughs> Back then, and to a point now, it's it's still like it's it's sexist in a way, but it's also considered a good thing for a girl to be a virgin. Mm-hmm. I could understand the story if it was a guy, yeah, because you know we've always had the thing like like you know I mean like the whole American Pie movies are all about guys trying to learn lose their virginity and stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the end, I. Yeah. yeah, and that wasn't a decade before this, but still, it's like you know. Mm-hmm. But um, anywho. Yep. Um, we, we, we get to a point there where, you know, she, she thinks that, uh, Tyler had set her up, but, uh, and gets all mad at him, but then she finds out, she said, she says, she says to Tyler and Mandy that, you know, I hope you're happy together, like thinking that they're going to be a couple or something. Turns out Mm -hmm. that Tyler is, uh, Mandy's stepbrother. Right. Because they throw everything at this fucking, I'm sorry, (laughs) the writing of this movie. Yeah, there is no nuance whatsoever. It's just like straight up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like straight up like joke, joke, plot, plot. Like, do you get it? And there's too much. It's it's, it's like all thrown in a blender and just like spit up on a on a screenplay. It's like, I don't know. What do they say in the show? Don't tell. This is all tell. And um, like, yeah, it completely is. But anyways, uh, after that, the girls at one point, the, the the plastics, I should say decide to um basically this this whole thing is the dog's fault anyways but i'm <laughs> it all starts it does no it all starts with the dog yeah. growing up mm-hmm. the bag yeah and then everything spirals uh-huh. <laughs> from that point i mean obviously there's the backstory between mandy being jealous of abby but this is like the catalyst for this entire like the the view basically the, the, the whole the whole like you know beginning of senior year sort of shit but the, yeah. um, so, so, um, the, the dumb plastics go to the, oh, I did, did, uh, did we talk about, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm remembering things and then I don't remember if we talked about them, which is kind of weird because I'm getting old, mm-hmm. but did we talk about how, um, Abby got stuck? This is earlier in the movie. Abby got stuck to her best. Oh, that's right. So, <laughs> so one of the many crimes that was committed by the plastics in this movie is that she put this, um, she was, she snuck into the garage. So it's in the invasion of property and, uh, to, and to, then, to Joe's dad's garage. So yeah, Joe's dad's garage. So right there, that's a crime. And um, then she puts this adhesive on the seat of Joe's Vespa. So that's that's intent of bodily harm. You know, that could hurt her her buttocks from having you know adhesive that might be you know have chemicals that are viscous and could cause burning sensations, mm-hmm. other other kinds of physical injury. So that's a crime right there. And I, I'm assuming that Mandy is 18 years old. She's considered illegally as an adult. And so um. 
you know, she could face, you know, either prison sentence or some kind of fines mm-hmm. or misdemeanor, you know, whatever. And then, uh, so, um, so Joe, in one of the greatest scenes of cinematic history, she goes, Whoa! and then falls down as the, as she tries to, you know, get off her seat. I did. And then, so, so they, they do this the day before too. And my, my, my question is most adhesive dries by then. Yeah. That's the other thing. So yeah, they do it literally the day before school is day, clearly daytime. And, um, and, you know, the sun's still out and everything. And then, uh, and then Abby's tried to pull her off. Can't do it. They don't really understand yet, but then they figure out that it's Mandy that did it. And, and so, <clears throat> but Mandy's plot foils because, um, Joe decides to drive her Vespa into the school and to go into the bathroom and to get a change of clothes that Abby somehow just magically has already somehow. And then, uh, and, 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 and all the kids are getting excited about this girl riding the, riding a Vespa around the school. I mean, I wouldn't be if somebody it, drove like, a, Yeah. But, it, but one of them said, do you think she's in a biker gang? Oh my God. I did not hear that. Uh, yeah, one of them said that like <laughs> under their breath or whatever at one point. And I'm just like, yeah, because all biker gangs have somebody on a Vespa. They like to have, totally. they, they like to have 18 year old girls on Vespas. Oh, well, she's got the little jacket though too. So, oh uh, shit, I forgot. <laughs> and she wears a helmet and we all know biker gangs wear helmets and look so cool, right? Uh-huh. Like you see that helmet, they're like, that's a badass helmet, bro. You know, <laughs> um, that's what you. That's what you think of when you see bikers. You pay attention to the helmets, you know. Oh yeah. And um, so magically, Abby has extra clothes that she just take. Well, I guess that kind yeah, of no, no, no. It, it was her. It was our art smock. Oh, that's right. Smock. Okay, yeah, that's right. Smock. So, yeah. so everyone. Okay, here's the like. You know, if I was in high school and I saw something like that, I would think it's pretty cool. But like the the reactions from the students are like, this is the coolest thing that ever happened in the entire history of the universe. Like. They're like, Ooh, like, yeah. and that's badass. And it's like, mm, it's it's cool, yeah, but it's not something that like I would think is like people would be talking about for like years and years, you know, decades later type of thing. But again, no nuance in this film, so none at all. All, all so, the reactions were just completely, you know, blown out of proportion. So now we've got another time after the that that event, and awful also after the uh, Virgin reveal um we've got we've got the plastics going back to the scene of the crime that they went to before to commit another crime right. yeah, well, yeah but before that though um joe wears the smock and everyone thinks it's cool so oh, yeah. everyone starts wearing those kind of clothes so she's like a, a like basically a fashion trender now um mm-hmm. a tastemaker if you will and um <laughs> that's what is that what they call it? i don't know oh yeah <laughs> well Sandy she, 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 she was the belle of the ball she was the <laughs> Yeah, she just tastes. I don't know. And then, uh, I just it kind of reminds me. I I I only heard that phrase once during an episode of Community. And Jeff Winger is living in his car because he can't afford his condo anymore. Yeah, and, and they're like, um, he's like, he's like, did you even shower today? He's like, I am what they call an industry a taste maker. And it's like, it looks like you forgot um, shaving one side of your face. And he's like, and next week, so will Gwen Stefani. <laughs> <laughs> Like, so Gwen just spotty, gross beards. Like, what? Yes, she does. Yeah, because she's just a girl. And, um, <laughs> um, so, um, and everything is B A N A. And that's any. Yeah. So, um, 
So anyways, we, we got them going back to the scene of the crime later and they uh, they put like this generic sweet and low stuff in there in, in the engine using a funnel and coffee in the engine of the dad's car, the, the, the engine that he's building for the NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, that, you know, is another crime mm-hmm. damage of property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And several uh, thousand dollars worth of property. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's OK. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, you know, they, they kind of get away with it. But um, it, it upsets, you know, Joe, of course. So she gets, you know, all red and wants to commit revenge and stuff. And because, you know, it's like you can fuck with me, but you can't fuck with my dad. Yeah. That's what she should have said and would have made the movie better. It would have uh, been made it, but it was like an ABC family. Yeah. But, you know, huh. say F, don't F with my dad, bro. F is not for family. F is for fuck. Anyways, yeah, so, <laughs> like that. Yeah, I know. They uh, so, so they you know they try to like you know she tries to get revenge. They ends up there's a there's like this party that Mandy has every year for her birthday. It's an invite only party. And, well, of course. Uh, and nobody dares have a party the same night. But uh, no. But Joe's idea wow. is that okay, we're gonna have one, Abby, at your place, which is right across the street. Mm-hmm. Abby's mom comes in when they're when they're there, and she's and um, uh, the girls like, oh, we're all ready for the party, and they're wearing kind of like you know normal clothing, and then, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, you're not. You gotta wear these uh these dresses, and we have like a mini uh, she's all that makeover. Um, yeah. Right, like, hey, Joe, it's time for you to wear something feminine for the first time in your life type of thing, you know? Yeah. Gonna have the, I think her mommy was says, like, you're not gonna have this body forever. You might as well show it off. And it's like, hey, like, what if she doesn't want to do that, you know? And then it's like... <laughs> why, why are you objectifying your friend's teenage friend? <laughs> your daughter's teenage friend, I mean. <laughs> all this typical mom shit. Hell, no, not really typical mom <laughs> but... Uh... Well, my, my mom, my mom always used to say that to my friends, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to have this body forever, bro, or whatever. Yeah. She, she'd feel like you're not going to have this body forever. And then, you know, my friend Jeremiah was like, what? No, anyways. <laughs> so before this though, so, so during this time, is it, is this happened before or after? I know, I think it might've been after. I mean, so she'd been collecting, Joe had been collecting a group of friends who were kind of glad that she was a virgin type of thing. So she's kind of building up like a click of her yeah. own. A little. And they're, and they're, all, I think they're after, all at the party and stuff so i think after this is kind of what solidifies her yeah. kind of having fun. so basically what happens during the party i forgot i know it's something to do with so, pizza so so basically that. everybody goes to abby's party nobody goes to mandy's and mandy of course is pissed off at this so she talks to hope who has ipecac for her that makes her throw up when she needs to or something i don't know you know yeah for, i would you need to throw up but well, i guess sometimes you know if there's something stuck in you but i don't know i don't know why you oh would, yeah i don't know why you would yeah. have a prescription for ipecac but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Right. So the um they put the Ipecac on the pizza that's being delivered to the uh party. Joe sees uh Hope paying off the pizza guy, so she knows something's up and she thinks the pizza smells funny, so she tells everybody not to eat it. And then luckily that was averted. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're at the party outside and the weirdest thing ever is Elliot's dancing with a plant. Yeah. Yeah. Our tech savvy guy, Elliot, he's dancing with a plant. I just thought that was weird. But the whole time he's checking out Abby. Aerotypes. He's he's the geek who doesn't care. He's a geek type of thing. That's his role in the movie. So he has to be with the geek who... Like, he knows he's weird, but doesn't care he's weird. So, yeah. like, no one can really make fun of him because it just bounces off of him, bro. That's his character. That's In a nutshell, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. I stereotyped him, but that's... The movie stereotypes him, so it's okay if I stereotype him because the movie already did it. He was already a one-dimensional character regardless. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
so so then anyways um mandy and her little clique and her boyfriend come over to the uh party and they're expecting to see everybody throwing up because of the ipecac i like saying that word ipecac anyway so um <laughs> ipecac yeah yeah nick the boyfriend or whatever i think it's nick um yeah nick he uh he's there but he's hungry so uh joe gives him a piece of the pizza out of the trash oh trash pizza yeah and uh mandy is all pissed off course and then she's like she's like i'm gonna show you virgin joe what it's like to you know be all sexy and stuff and then she goes over to kiss her boyfriend and uh he throws up all over her yep which you know i saw coming a mile away but uh oh so that's what happened at the party so then after that joe and abby and and quinn the other outcast kind of girl who saved the dog earlier um they start a new clique and they call themselves the anti-plastics yeah great name and then they they play a series of pranks on chastity and hope to try to break up the plastics um you know which include taking pictures of uh, basically telling the principal where uh where chastity makes out with all the dudes and uh and then um that's when tim meadows commits his crimes of taking pictures of kids (laughs) um <laughs> yeah, and uh, yep. so at one point, Joe starts. I mean, a- as that goes on, Joe starts to become more and more like Mandy because she's mm-hmm. like the new like it girl in the school, and you know the anti plastics are the new cool group. But right. uh, Joe then goes and she, she gets uh, she gets money in the mail, or um, or no, she she gets money from uh, I think in the mail or something from uh, yeah. Abby from the... Abby's dad, and uh, she tries to return it because she starts to feel like she's becoming a bitch, you know. And, yeah, and then she she wants to tell she wants to tell Abby what's up, but then Mandy overhears the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically breaks it to them to Quinn to put in the mm-hmm. newspaper. And, yeah, <laughs> Quinn's just kind of like a you know she has no uh, you know no loyalty at all. Nope. She uh, basically it's broken that you know that basically Joe's just been friends with Abby because her dad's been paying. Yep. Yeah, which is you know really weird still to the whole point mm-hmm. of the script. but then uh quinn gives the idea that uh the only way that uh i guess the the, the votes are already in and it looks like joe's gonna be homecoming queen which mandy Ooh. really wanted and so she finds out that the only only way for that to not happen is if uh joe is um expelled thanks to quinn telling her that idea and so mandy and nick steal the homecoming court charity money so that's another felony which is <laughs> which was supposed to be donated to like the humane society yeah well we already know that Mandy doesn't really care about animals because she threw away her own dog in the trash. So yes, bad tracks, you know. Mm-hmm. Ah, poor dog. And uh, yep. Coco Chanel—that was the name of the dog. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, so she plants it in Joe's shed and then tips off Principal Duvall. That's uh, Tim Meadows' character. So mm-hmm. then Joe is expelled, and he's basically saying that he had to tell Carnegie Mellon as well, so she might not be able to go to school there. So, but she finds Mandy in the hallway and then says we've got to we've got to fight this out like men in a powder puff football game in the most stupid pointless plot point in this whole fucking movie yeah this this one came out of nowhere i was i was not no connection to anything it makes no sense and in the end doesn't affect the plot at all no it was like a waste of 15 minutes uh and that's the other thing too this this point only took about 15 minutes to go from start to finish um and it was just it was just stupid yeah because uh mandy's like oh well you know good luck facing us with just you know your your team of one because you know all the girls don't like her anymore because yeah which no so you know we're like oh no you know what's gonna happen she's gonna have to face the entire football team that's the other thing too 
So like Mandy starts like recruiting all these students that we never even seen before. Like there's a fifth year senior who's like this really big girl. She quote yeah. doesn't feel pain. Yeah. Which is that even a thing? Like I don't even understand how you don't feel pain. It's not. I, I think I'm felt. the exact opposite of that. That's all I feel is pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, me too. And then like this karate champion. And there's this one scene where she's got like her some freaking like. Sides or nunchucks or some yeah. shit on build, and it's like, um, you're not allowed to do karate and football. What? Like, and they that might that actually be... make me watch football, though. Well, true, but it's just so <laughs> weird. Well, basically, you know, the the girls they don't really necessarily forgive Joe, but they want to help her anyway, so they join her team because they find out that she was trying to give back the money, so they know, right? She, yeah, and so they have the whole training montage where they're like learning how to play football and stuff like that, and they also come up with the idea that they can prove that uh, Mandy stole the money because there's security cameras. Um, there's this weird neighbor named Mr. Winkle across the street oh, that we had right. one scene yeah. earlier who has security cameras on the trees next, you know, the, across the street from uh, Joe's house. Right. Yeah. Yep. They, uh, the, the, the geeky guy, Elliot, decides that he can hack into the security cameras or something. My whole thing is, this guy has security cameras for a reason because he yeah. wants to catch criminals. Yeah. Why not point. just knock on Mr. Winkle's door and be like, hey, can we get the tapes of the cameras or 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 digital, whatever, however that's being recorded. Like, no thing. Yeah, because he he, he he thinks that Joe's dad is running a, quote, chop shop yeah. in his garage. That's why he has, that's why he installed his cameras, because yeah. I was working and, on and, cars. And also, on top of that, if he's recording all this stuff, don't you think he would have seen somebody breaking in several times to the garage and the shed of his neighbor's house and maybe say something? And even if he doesn't like him, I think you might, as a just as a human being, might want to say, Hey, that doesn't look like in his daughter or anybody, you know. Yeah, maybe a I bunch just, of teenagers are going yeah. sneaking in garage and call, call the fun. cops on a bunch of teenagers doing shit yeah. looking shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Elliot's like trying to like hack into the Wi Fi by moving around and shit. Somehow that means by him walking around he could find a sweet spot in order to pack or whatever. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah. So the big game happens. Of course, the plastics have uniforms and the anti-plastics don't because they're the underdogs. Get it? Get it? Yeah. You know, the fancy team has uniforms that they paid for mm-hmm. and the anti-plastics can't buy uniforms, even though they probably don't really cost that much. E- even the, even though um, Abby could have probably bought the uniforms because she's rich. Exactly. It's like, why? Okay, but whatever. And then it's like the whole little giants bullshit, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and um, before that, though, apparently there is a, a, a checkered past um, with Tim Meadows' character. Oh, yeah. Because he goes into the locker room. He's like, are you decent? I, You know, I don't want to... A sexual harassment case again. It's like, oh, was that maybe the pictures you were taking? The, yeah. the, <laughs> you know, or is it something different? You know, what the hell? I mean, he kind of flirts in the original movie with Tina Fey's character, so maybe there was something there that you know. Oh, she, okay. Maybe in between the movies, she sued him for sexual harassment. Yeah, maybe, yeah. 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 You know, we really know the lore, the deep <laughs> lore of that uh, the, the Mean Girls um, saga or whatever. Uh, <laughs> And so, basically, you know, anti-plastics win. I mean, anti-climatic, we know they're going to win. Elliot uploads, or Elliot sends the link to everyone's phones, which somehow he has everyone's phone number. So I, That's the way I never understood about show. Like, even with um, in, um, Stargirl, when um, when um, they uploaded, like, the nude pictures that, um, yeah, what was like, her name? Uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, still. Like, they, 
they, they like went to every student in the school. Even um, teacher, yeah. like how did they have everyone's phone number that went to school? That's the other crime right there too. Because I think she was underage when she took those photos. So they're basically oh, yeah. sharing child yeah. to everyone's full. So it anyway, no matter. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that but, and then I mean, it, it's like it's like that in everything. It's like uh, somehow, like even if it's shared on social media, somehow everybody in the world gets it at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if there's a story, like there's been times where you know, like somebody will share me a news story, and then somebody else will share me the news story three hours later. They didn't all read it at the same time. You know what I mean? It's just... No. Yolanda. That was her name. Yolanda. Yeah. That's from Stargirl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, Nick, you know, they, the video shows Nick putting the money. And the, that's the other thing, too. And so if, if this was really a crime that someone would c- committed, why would they just put a big bag of money sitting in their garage, not hidden at all? Just like, who would do that? Like, like you know, it, don't like. Why would you, know, you put it in your shed if you're going to steal the money? I would have taken it out of that. Like, because it's like a, a heart-shaped thing that they got all the money. Yeah, in. Yeah. I would have taken the money out of there and, you know, straightened them up and put them in like a, you know, bank or something or, or like hidden them in my hidden ceiling. the money in like your hidden floorboards. Them, or a ceiling tile or something, you know? It's just like, what the hell? Like, no, here's the thing. Just sitting there in the garage with the, the, the... That's the other thing, too. So Joe's father obviously is a victim of the various felonies that they committed against him. Yeah. Including what affects his livelihood to earn a living and take care of himself and his daughter. And, um, you know, but he just leaves his garage door open like all day long, every day. It's like maybe, and then he just leaves and it's like, maybe it's not the smartest idea to have like huge expensive car parts just laying around, you know, well, in well, your garage well, and you're gone. Things are really safe there in this uh, fictional Ohio town that used to be in Illinois. Evidently not because multiple <laughs> crimes been on that same property for like three crimes in like a span of like a few months maybe um and uh yeah but you know nick gets arrested um, mandy does too obviously because you know yeah, she and, was... and the cops are right there that's right they show up they're, yeah, they're, they're right they're, there they're at the football game <laughs> they want to see this cool power buff whatever i don't football know game. yeah because that's what all cops like unless they hired cops for the game i don't know you know maybe they did maybe they sent them there already to check it out and they're like hey now you gotta arrest these people and then, like nick is like loyal to the end yeah. he, like he's an idiot that like even though mandy's the one that basically made him the mark you know to take yeah. the fall for the crime and they, they are um, they're, they're arrested though and then principal Duvall apologizes to joe of course and uh says that he'll he'll help out with the college shit too and um yeah, and then, well, that's right. We spelled her for like a day, and so then then we well, then we have the homecoming dance. Oh yeah, that's right. And and Elliot is elected homecoming king, which he probably hacked in to do, and he's like the worst hacker in movie history. But anyway, so um, well, the worst representation of a hacker, at least even even worse than the movie Hackers. And the movie's good, not really, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so and and then Abby is elected like homecoming queen, and it's mainly just because uh, Joe dropped out of the race. I guess she didn't want to be involved anymore. Yeah, yeah. They're crowned king and queen, and then then Joe and Tyler end up kissing. So I guess they're back together. Yay! And then at the end, we they're packing up for college, and we learn that Tyler is going to Penn State, and that Joe and Abby are both going to be going to Carnegie Mellon together, and that and that Joe was able to pay for it because. Because of her birdhouse idea or something that uh, that Abby's dad was able to sell. Oh yeah, that would make no sense at all. So basically, Abby's dad essentially did a solid for her and made her rich, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. You know, I wish I had like a friend's dad who was like really rich and basically just like took one of my ideas and then made a bunch of money and then gave me the money for it, or at least part yeah. of the money for it. 
I'd be like, awesome. Thank you, dude. That was like, you didn't really need to do that, but appreciate it. Now I'm wealthy for the rest of my life. Cool. Well, it's like the asshole who started Subway. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> there was a doctor friend of his dad or something that gave him some money to start it up. and Basically like the angel investor or whatever. Yeah. Or the... But it was, only, <laughs> it was only like a thousand bucks that started that whole company though, so... Well, I could imagine that back in the day. But yeah, before that, though, uh, after they were arrested, uh, um, Nick and uh, Mandy had to like do community service so they didn't actually go to jail or whatever. So, you know, because. Yeah, they do the whole like what happened to blah, blah, blah. Hope got over her hypochondria, but then immediately mm. went back and someone sneezed on her and gave her, was it mono? Not mono, it was, yeah. um, what was it? Someone sneezed on her and it gave her some other illness. Oh, it was, it was. Uh, I, it wasn't, mono was the reason why she initially yeah, became a hypochondria. And then, uh, who cares? Oh, yeah. Er, Chat- er, er, like, earlier too, though, uh, oh yeah, and Chastity became, because she found out her name, she became, she became like, uh, chased. Oh, really? Is that what happened? That's what they said. She found out the meaning. Oh, okay. She found out, she, she found out the meaning of her name, so she became chased. Oh my god, I, I must have missed that part. Wow. Yeah. Also, at one point though, before that, I can't remember when it was. Oh, when uh, oh, when Elliot was uh named uh named Homecoming King, I think Joe said he he really is gonna rig a rig a presidential election one day. Whoa. And then so so my thoughts on this whole thing are that okay, so I think whatever Hope actually caught was COVID, and um, in 2011, yeah, she was the first case, and, and it uh, took years for it to spread. And then the 2020 election, the MAGA people were right, and Elliot rigged it for Biden to win. Yeah, <laughs> Elliot was a Biden supporter, and he's like, cannot survive another Trump's presidency. I know what I'm doing is immoral, but it's where it's the ends justify the means. I must do this. He like he has like this huge like like struggle of conscience where he's like, I know what I'm doing is wrong, but this must be done type of thing. Yes, and like Abby's like, no. Don't do it because her parents probably Republicans being super rich and stuff, yeah. you know, like lower taxes and stuff like that. So she had kind of like on the fence because of her upbringing, being rich and everything. But she's like, you can't do it. We know Trump's bad. And then like, and like Elliot's like, you're right. Because at this point they're married, you know, it's nine years later when that her Elliot gets a security job. Um, Abby's probably like, you know, oh, some kind of art gallery or whatever. And he's like, you're right, honey. You know, let's go to bed or whatever. So then, you know, they go to sleep. But then like Elliot like pretends that he's like asleep. And then he like, he waits to make sure that she's sleeping. Like he could kind of hear like, you know, the faint sound of snoring from like his beautiful wife. And he's like, he gets up, it goes into like the living room, turns up to opens his laptop and he's like kind of stares at it for a moment and he's like he guy is like yeah maybe i shouldn't do this but then like he sees trump like speaking like on tv and he's like his rhetoric is too much like i i can't i can't let this happen so then he hits the button because of course with hackers you just like type in a bunch of random code and you hit a button and then that like causes everything you need to happen he kind of sighs and he closes his laptop and he goes to bed and then like the next day it's like biden wins the election or actually it was like three days later is when they finally yeah it. and then like and then, yeah, so Elliot, Elliot is now what caused all the problems, uh, you know, Both go good, Trump, good Trump 2024. No, not right. No, no, do not say that. Um, no. <laughs> and, and everything you just said would have been a better movie than the one we watched. Oh, it would have been. It was so much better. <laughs> so anyways, like, any, any, when you start writing movies, instead of just coming up with ideas, you need to actually start. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it to myself because I didn't yeah. write any. <laughs> write, write, write them all down. We'll, we'll work them out. I mean, I've written yeah, yeah. a couple screenplays now. So um, anyways, so. So, yeah. 
if anybody wants to fund any of our screenplays, please send me a please, message please, at mike please. at cullenpark.com or, or yeah. you, there, go, go to cullenpark.com. There's a donate button on there. You can donate to my pay- yeah, yeah, you can easy. donate to my PayPal and it'll take care we'll take care of it. Yeah. So yeah. But uh anywho, I do have a screenplay finished. If anybody is actually an investor that's listening to this and wants to invest, I have a feature length screenplay mm-hmm. finished that I really want to produce if you want more details. Again, that's Mike at CullenPark.com. For um, any other final thoughts on uh, the greatest uh, sequel ever made? No, I think I'm good, actually. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, we're running long here, folks, so I'm going to wrap this up then. I have nothing else to say um, except for uh, be sure to check out our Public, our Patreon. Those are good ways to help support the show. Check out ColinPark.com. Um, and you can donate to us there too. Also, mm. <laughs> check out um, all2real2.com for everything. You can find this uh, podcast anywhere you find podcasts, which I, everybody always says that, and I don't understand that because, of course, you can find this podcast anywhere you can find podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I, well, whatever. Yeah. But, but you know, it's true. And, um, you know, go share the show. You know, give us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you can review the podcast because that's the best way to support the show for free. Um, that or sharing the show with your friends and family on social media. Um, but the means. Until next time, folks, just remember that I love you. Coco Chanel, the dog, loves you. Mm-hmm. And Sesame loves you. And until and next Abby. And Abby loves you. And until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.